for Jordan. Hi, my name is uh, Jordan Upham, for those of you who don't know me, and I've decided that I want to be baptized. This decision has led me to research the multitude of names that God has given me. Things like daughter, chosen one, child of the king, bride, and friend came to, through my mind. And then I realized that there are many other people with those titles as well. And then I realized something else. I have my own title that no one else has. Jordan, God gave me my name through my parents, and I realized that my name had more meaning than the basic definitions, such as the River of Jordan in the Bible. And the closer I get with my Heavenly Father, I realize that my name once meant one thing and now means another. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> J. J is for jealousy. I have an insecurity that people close to me will replace me with someone else, and so I tend to get jealous very easily. I even get bookshelf envy bad. Um, I think my jealousy, my jealous nature started cultivating in grade school. My friends had essentially replaced me with someone better than me, someone newer. This later led me to feeling inadequate within most all relationships in my life, even the ones with my parents. Jealousy is not a God-given trait, and I know that love does not envy. So as I grow as a follower, follower sorry, <laughs> who, um, and learn who I am within God, I'm learning that I can give my insecurities over to God. He is changing the jealous to joy. God has given me the gift of laughter. I laugh at myself quite a bit. <laughs> I found that I don't need to depend on others to help lift me up. I can find the happiness and the high that his joy gives me from within. He has taken me from jealousy to joy. Oh, oh is for obsessive. Circumstances throughout my life have led me to become a very obsessive and overthinking person. Sometimes I will think about something until it is twisted, turned, and inside out in my mind. My obsessive thoughts are usually self-deprecating and can lead to me doubting who I am, who I have become, and my capabilities with the ins and outs of everyday life. I think that I often receive information in the wrong way because I hear it a completely different way than it was intended. However, because of my Heavenly Father, I can choose to give my thoughts to Him. My weakening thoughts, my doubtful processes, can be lifted from my shoulders and passed to His, because that is where they are meant to be. Instead, He is changing the O for obsessive to an O for obedient. I am choosing to follow through on my commitment to the Lord and read about Him and obey Him. He is changing my O from overthinking to obedience. R. Rejected. Throughout my life, I have endured some pretty intense trials, learning to be independent and bounce back in times where I had no one to turn to. School is where I normally struggle socially, let me tell you. If school had no human contact, I think I'd enjoy it much better. <laughs> um, uh, because, because I struggle so much with who I am and whether people will like me, I find social situations to be stressful, tiring, and truly exhausting. I've often found myself feeling alone, being rejected by my friends and having to start over and make all new friendships. It happened in grade three and again in grade nine. The resiliency I gained from those experiences, while excruciating, was plentiful. But the resiliency doesn't guarantee no pain or hurt. It is only through God that I can feel fully healed, that I can fully heal and um, forgive, which has immensely improved since I started to hand everything over to God. It is only through him that my resiliency can work together with God to become restored unchipped, unbroken, fixed. It is only in him I can feel some semblance of peace. In him, I've gone from rejected to restored. D is for dependence. <clears throat> Something that I've had instilled in me since I was younger was to be independent, or rather dependent on me. 
If I say that I'm going to do something, like schoolwork, dishes at work, or tidying up the house, I do it, even if it becomes difficult or challenging. I tend to want to do things for myself or by myself. But I've learned over the past couple of years that being independent is not always good. As a human, I need socializing. I need contact with the outside world, as scary as it is sometimes. It is just as important to learn to lean on people and ask for help as it is to figure things out on your own sometimes. I can't do or fix everything. So, while being independent is always important, I have learned, I really learned to lean on God in my times of trouble. Over the past few months, I have had quite a few instances where I could have pulled away, but instead I've just nestled up to him and told him that I just need a big fat hug of calm. <laughs> For example, last year, it's my grade 9 trumpet playing exam. I'm so nervous and I get performance anxiety. I'm about to walk into my exam and I just pray. I say, God, I would just love some peace right now. And I walked in, and the moment I stepped into that room, I felt the peace, and I aced the exam. So following God has bonuses, just saying. Um, he has become like a fifth limb to me. So my D is no longer dependent on me. Instead, it is dependent on God and his steadfast comfort in my many times of anxiety and fear. A. I'm also quite analytical and anxious. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I set such high standards on myself, and I set high standards for those around me. I often find that myself and others can't or don't live up to those expectations. I've strived for perfection, to be healthier, skinnier, funnier, happier, nicer, and all around just better. I've had a hard time accepting myself, <laughs> but that is what he is changing in me. I'm learning that he loves me, and he has accepted me. In God, I have learned to start accepting myself and others for who they are, for who I am. I am perfectly imperfect, but I am accepted in Christ. There is nothing that I can do by myself to make me any better. But when I give my anxieties to God, he takes them away and makes me the best version of myself that will ever exist. And... N is for nagging and negative. Most days I can find at least one thing to nag myself about. Whether it be school or clothing, my handwriting, or the, lacks of, the lack of books that I've read in the past few weeks, I always find something to be negative about. Being pessimistic is so easy to fall into. I should know. Quite frequently, I find myself subconsciously complaining about the little things like lack of sleep or why it had to be so humid that day. And this negativity isn't just in me, it's around me. Often I don't think that people want to be negative, but we are. If people aren't negative, then what's the drama made out of? What are complaints made of? Or mean comments that seem to be so popular with today's teenage crowd? They are all negative, so by following the crowd, you become someone who's negative. I want to break the mold, and in him, I can. Romans 12.2 says that I don't have to be conformed to this world's way of thinking, but that I will be transformed by changing the way I think. I don't have to conform to the negativity around me, so my end changes from negative to nonconformist. A couple years ago, my dad and I were talking. At the end of the conversation, my dad turned to me and said, when you die, do you want people to say, oh, she was so selfish and rude and just a horrible old lady? She didn't care about anyone else. She was always crying about something or other and always complaining about how horrible her life was. Or do you want them to talk about how loving and compassionate you were? How you were beautiful on the outside because you radiated beauty on the inside? And that has stuck with me. I know that God is working in my life and he will con he'll continue to do what he's doing as long as I keep the relationship open. That is what I want to do. I don't ever want God to stop stretching me and allowing growth to bloom within me. To me, this baptism is like marriage. 
Mirroring a wedding, I am standing in front of the people that I trust and love and asking in a not-so-obvious way to keep me accountable. My relationship with God will only grow from this point forward, and I know that I'm the only one who can stop the growth. Mark said a few weeks ago that baptism is like making pickles. The cucumber gets immersed in the solution and becomes something different, a pickle. It's no longer a cucumber. So when I get the procedure to be a pickle, I want to continue being a pickle. I don't want to go back to being a cucumber. By being immersed in Christ, I have become and am becoming a better and consequently better person. A different, oh my goodness, a different and consequently better person. I am grateful to Christ for this. So her, yeah, you got to take your socks off, yeah. Her parents are going to be baptizing her today, which is pretty exciting. Uh, I am excited about the days when I, the chance to baptize my kids as well. And it's just so neat to see our young people uh, in this day and time making decisions to live life for Christ. Uh, and that's awesome. So, yes. So, Jordan, do you uh, believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe that he died on a cross for your sins? took them all away, rose from the dead, gave you new life, and you live for him for the rest of your life. I knew that already, but thanks for nodding. And uh, so they're going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.